0: Today this is Mark Allen from The Business Machine and in this podcast I talk to you about the 10 second rule when it comes to your emails. Now most people have not heard about this rule and it affects not just your emails but also when you're sending out newsletters. I'm going to give you top tips on how to break the 10 second rule and how to get the best from your email marketing. If you're enjoying Mark's podcasts then why not share this episode with your friends and family on social media so they can also get access to great business marketing gold content. So let's kick off here. What is the 10-second rule when it comes to emails? Now, when I'm talking about emails, I'm talking about emails that you're sending out to your clients. It could be emails you're sending out to virtually anybody other than your clients, potential clients, for example, and also your newsletters as well, if you do a lot of newsletters. The thing is, the 10-second rule affects everything that you send electronically these days, and regardless if you believe this rule exists or not, I can almost guarantee you're doing it yourself or not even realize you're doing it. Now, the 10-second rule works quite like this. Somebody sees your email come through, they'll look at it, and they won't necessarily read it from top to bottom. So what they do is they skim it. So they look at the top and they look at the headline, they work their way through right to the bottom of it, just skimming over all the parts until they get to the bottom. Now what happens within that 10 second period of them skimming through your email, they're going to make one of two choices. The first choice is that the email content isn't specific to them or particular to them at that time. And so it gets deleted, bang, you've lost that particular email interest and that clients deletes your email within 10 seconds. The second option is that the client won't necessarily read the email in full detail at that time. So what they would tend to do is put it to one side. They would save it and then they would leave it there until a time later on in the day when they're able to read it, when they're at a better place in their mind or where their work experience is at that time. So this is the 10 second rule that you're going to come across. And there are a number of ways you can break it. And there's a number of ways you can stop people from trashing your emails. And they do trash your emails. So think back what you do when you go to your emails right now and you look at your emails, what is it you do when you see an email come through? Do you read it straight away or do you tend to just skim through it? Now, there are a couple of things you can do right from the start to make sure that your email breaks this 10-second rules. And you can do this not just on your standard emails that you send out, but also on your newsletters as well. So you can follow the same principles all the way through when it comes to your online marketing. The first thing you've got to do, the first thing you've got to get through, is you've got to capture the person's imagination, you've got to capture them straight away right at the beginning. And a way to do that is with your headline or your subject field of your email. Now, putting in something along the lines of, hey, have you seen this, or, you know, have you got to for a quick chat, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the response that you need. Putting things like following up from our last conversation might get some interest in there. But there are a couple things you could put in there. So if you put, for example, re, R-E, colon, our last conversation or something on those lines, because you've got the word R-E in the front of the headline or the subjects, the person assumes that what they're doing is you're actually replying to one of their emails. So that's a good way to slow down the 10-second process. The other ways to come out of a headline that's really going to catch them. Now, one of the top headlines that I've always used, and I've used in the past, and I continue to use with great effect, is one that simply says this, my free gift to you. And that doesn't sound anything great, but what I do is I deliver a promise within the email, but that's my free gift to the person. So the first thing you're going to do to break this 10-second rule right at the start is to make sure you've got a Catching subject headline, and what I would try and do in the description is put some ideas or headlines that you can use. I've got a PDF that you can download. About a hundred headlines that you can use in email subjects. The second part you need to do on your emails and your newsletters is at the end of your email. Now you've already captured the start. The middle bit is what you're going to be putting into the client straight away, but it's what you're going to put in at the end, and that is just as important as your subject. So, for example. What I would tend to do at the end of the email is I'll put in a PS and bold it out. So i put PS and then put my PS field in there. Now, it might be, for example, PS, don't forget to click on the link above to claim this offer. Or PS, don't forget to check out this latest video that I put into the email for you to get the best out of your marketing. Whatever it's going to be. But I'll put a PS. Now, the reason I put a PS in is because everyone reads a PS. Regardless of what's going on in the email, and the people read the p s is because they want to see what 's going on, what maybe they miss something, so you use the p s to move people back into the email and it tends to get people to read it a little bit more now, a lot of people say to me, "Mark, well, should I put call to actions in my emails or should I get people to buy from me? It depends on the email and the email subjects. A lot of the time the course of action doesn't need to be about buying something it could be about setting up a meeting with somebody that's why i use systems such as calendly for example Canonly.com, which is a really easy way to integrate your emails and your calendar in one system that allows people to book meetings with you at a time that they are ready to book a meeting with you and that's a great system to use if you're not using it straight away the second thing is when it comes to things such as your newsletters as well Keep it really basic. Now, I see a lot of newsletters go out, and I see this comes into my inbox every single day. A lot of emails come out, and they're, like, really nice, graphical, lots of images. And the problem with that is it tends to slow down the emails coming through. And I won't necessarily read those. I think, oh, I'll put that to my site, and I will forget about them because they look just too, too fussy. What I have found is the best way is to keep it simple, keep it really easy. And the most successful newsletters I've ever sent out have been ones that look just like normal emails. Because people will read those more than they'll read a newsletter, for example. Then the next thing is you've got to start to look at when is the best time to send out your emails and to send out your newsletters. This is really difficult for people. So let, let me focus on breaking the week down for you a little bit on this one. Let's start with the Friday. Now, I tend to say to people, don't send stuff out on a Friday because Friday is the beginning of the weekend. People are least likely to look at your emails because they're too relaxed, still thinking about what they're going to be going out that night, what they're doing that weekend. So the Fridays for me, it tends to be a bit of a no-no. However, sometimes I do send out stuff on a Friday, specifically if it's a call to action to get someone to look into something or to buy something because The other side of the coin, the flip side of the coin, is that on a Friday people are a lot more relaxed and they're looking to do not so much all the work, but looking at at their emails and stuff tends to take a little bit of priority, for example, because they won't have to do so much work. So sometimes I will send out stuff, but it's very rare I would do that. So Fridays is a bit of a misnomer for me. The next side is the Saturday and Sunday. I will never send that stuff on a weekend because the weekend is my time. it's my family time. And I don't want to take that away from, away from my, with my work. The thing is with your weekends, if that's what you're like, if you're the same as me, guess what? Everybody else is going to be doing exactly the same thing. They are not going to be looking at your emails. Makes sense. Great. Let's move on to Mondays. Mondays, big no-no. Never send out emails on a Monday. The reason you never send out emails on a Monday is because people are getting back from the weekend and their inbox is going to be inundated with emails from those idiots who send them emails over the weekend expecting them to resp- respond over the weekend, right? So Mondays is also a big no-no as well. So where does that leave us? That leaves us with three days. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. Now, if you're signed up to my newsletters, you know I send up my newsletters on a Thursday. I send them out every single Thursday. Now, that's another top tip, by the way. When you're doing your newsletters, make sure you send them out on a regular time on a regular basis, on the same day. Don't mix them extra days, by the way. To send them out on the same day, unless you got a really urgent email. So, for example, when my newsletters go out on a Thursday, I might send out a subsequent update or newsletter or support update. For example, that might come out during the week. That's one example I might do. The other two days, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, are also good. Now, I'm going to revert back to a story. Uh, this true story that happened with me when I was uh, working for a corporate many, many years ago. And in those days, it's you know, you know Christmas comes up, it's December, and you think, so right, I've got to take some time off to go and get my Christmas presents for the family, that type of thing. Now, everybody would tend to take the same time off for work. They tend to take off for Friday or Monday. And somebody once said to me, do you know the best time to take time off work? And I said, well, I'm guessing it's a Friday or Monday. And they said, no. It's not it's because everybody takes on friday and monday off because they want that long weekend so that's definitely not the best time to actually take the time off work they said the best time to take off work and i did try this out and i still do it to this day when i want uh, a nice easy shopping experience is to take the time off on a Tuesday, said so no one takes Tuesdays off for any reason at all. They might take off a Thursday for a long, you know to make the weekends even longer, especially if there's a a bank holiday Monday or bank holiday weekend coming up. They might take off the Friday and make it longer, for example. But no one ever takes off a Tuesday. And I tried this out one year, and I thought, well, let's try this out. So I took off the Tuesday to go in December Christmas shopping in December to see what would happen. Bang! Would you believe it? I walked to the shopping mall on a Tuesday no one there literally it was empty it's about five people in the whole shopping area and the shoppers know this and the shop owners know this as well tuesdays is the worst day for them because nobody goes through the town take off a tuesday go through to your local town center see how dead it's gonna be because literally no one's taking that time off if they're not taking that time off on a tuesday guess when's a good time to send your emails out tuesdays is i would say your top day so tuesdays wednesday and thursday are the top days for sending out your emails and specifically your newsletters. The most important thing is make sure your newsletters are engaging specifically don't do some really boring stuff like oh you know we're we're just uh, looking to do this or something that's really mundane. Do something that's going to be worthwhile to the clients, to the end user, that the end user can take away and use for themselves. These are the type of newsletters that people are looking for, the type of things that are going to help them out, that you're going to give them benefits and actually give them a reason to read your newsletters. The next thing as well is always make sure that you do it. As I said earlier on, you always send out your newsletters on the same day every single week if you're doing it weekly or every single uh, day if you doing it monthly for example you've done the first of the month let's send it out on the first of the month excluding the, the, the days i've already said but doing it this way people are expecting your newsletter to come out they're expecting a communication from you because they say oh it's Thursday's coming up or, we know full well that mark is going to be sending us an email of some content now, you might be sitting there thinking, do you not know mark, I've done newsletters before, I've done email marketing before, and I've got nothing from it. Listen, I'll tell you now, one of the biggest things that you will find when it comes to doing newsletters, when it comes to commun- communicating with your clients, this is what you're going to be looking at. You're communicating with your end customers, you're communicating with your clients, and they want to hear from you. Now, if they don't hear from you after a period of time, what they're going to do? They're going to switch off. They're going to sign off. They're going to unsubscribe. Whatever it is they're going to do because they haven't heard from you. So you need to keep it regular, and you've got to keep give them updates what's going on as well. It's I promise you, it's the best way to do it. The second you stop sending stuff out, people will stop remembering you. They'll stop asking why you're not sending this information out anymore. And trust me, I go to my clients on a regular basis. I go to some of my clients locally. And I'll say to them, you know, how things going? blah, blah, blah. Oh, yes, you know, I got your email, your newsletter last week. Fantastic. I went through that and i have started to look at this now. So it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get sales from it. But what it does is it keeps me in the forefront of their minds. So when they're ready to buy from me, when they're ready to get stuff from me or asking me to do something, then they will contact me because I'm on the end of the phone and because they're getting regular communication. That's why you do your newsletters. That's why you send out your emails. And that's why you've got to capture people's information. Remember the 10 second rule, and you can never go wrong. By the way, if you enjoy this podcast, and enjoy any of my podcasts, please do like and share this podcast to as many people as possible. Share it on your social media. Also, please do comment in the, the comments below. Let me know your thoughts in your email marketing, your uh, mailing as well. Maybe you have a different day that works for you. I'd love to hear. And like I said, I'm going to put a link in. I've got a PDF somewhere where it's called 101 Great Headlines. It's not something I've done. It's something I've seen somebody else done. I've been able to get a whole copy of this. I'm more than happy to share this out just to help you guys out on your marketing journey.